I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now please sit back and enjoy Dark Becomes Light with Heidi Hollis. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself, depending on the subject matter and your needs. Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Remember, each week this is a place you go to when you want to hear the latest when it comes to anything out of the ordinary, from shadow people to hat men, angels to aliens. I'm telling you, I welcome you, the listener, to submit your stories, the things you've experienced, the things that you've researched, the things that you're curious about, the things you want me to talk about here on this program. I will address it here. You just have to go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and uh, tell me, tell me what's going on. Ask your questions. No, I don't have all the answers. I don't think anybody does. And if they say they do, run, absolutely run, because uh, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> we are learning. We're putting all the pieces together here on this program. And uh, I'm trying to apply the stuff that I've researched, the things that I've experienced, the people I've interviewed. Uh, you know, I am trying my best. And as an occupational therapist with behavioral health as being one of my specialties, I also try to apply that to my knowledge base in getting back to you guys. And I do eventually get back to you guys. And I'm telling you, it is so weird, the types of things that happens to my email sometimes. It just always blows my mind. So today, oh yeah, today's show is all about your emails. They're the best, right? <laughs> I love these kinds of shows because I just get to chill and, and just chat and read this stuff over and enjoy. But Again, if you guys want to come on here and share the stories instead of sending me an email, I am absolutely open to that. But I am not kidding you. Nine times out of ten, people are like, no, 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 not me. <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay. But get this. I, I was sitting here going through my emails, and all of a sudden, a bunch of emails popped up from late 2021. Now, <laughs> 
I know I get messed with sometimes with electronic stuff, but that was a doozy. So I've got some emails from that time period <laughs> hanging here uh, that I'm going to be addressing today on this program. And I also want to tell you guys to go and check out the outlanderscomic.com, which is my paranormal comic strip. Yep, it has Bigfoot, it has aliens, it has ghosts. And uh, it's all I ever want to be growing up is a cartoonist. And uh, I think you guys will dig it. I am having a blast with that. And don't forget to follow me on social media uh, at one Heidi Hollis. Most of the platforms, I have it under that because some people have that same name. How weird is that? (laughs) Go figure. Without any further delay, I'm going to dive in to my first email here. And uh, this one comes and it says, Dear Heidi, very glad to hear you again on iHeartRadio podcasts. I did miss your daily weekly radio show of 30 minutes where you bashed. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> um, well, um, yeah, I'm going to skip over some of that. So, uh, yeah, I used to do a 30 minute daily um, broadcast where I would go over the latest news on so many different things. And at times, you know, there were things that just didn't seem right. So I would just talk about it. Um, (laughs) So I wasn't trying to bash anybody. But you know, what's cool, I I love hearing from people um, who heard me doing uh, radio for gosh, it's been over 15 years now that I've been doing radio, and uh, and people that find me and follow me on on uh, these different platforms that I've been on, it's it's kind of cool. And you you might notice uh, whomever this person is, it looks like their first name is Ray. Um, I've toned down a little bit just because. It was, it was, um, I had too much fun doing the shows and I would laugh a lot and, and people would be like, oh, she just, you just can't take her serious because she's having too much fun. Uh, yeah, I, I try to keep it a little bit less that direction, but I'm still me. I'm still having a blast doing this stuff. And, uh, yeah, um, I, I just, I'm one of those people. I just don't feel like I should have to spook people or sound spooky in order to get the point across about what we're talking about here. So, um, but, you know, I get it, you know, having some um, seriousness to the subject that is important at times, too. But also, yeah, we got to treat these things as we do any other topic. So it gets taken out of that spooky realm. And I think people like myself, among many, many others, uh, have made it more comfortable for people to talk about where even, well, look at there, the government, Congress having conversations. And, um, you know, I should say something about that actually here soon. Um yeah, disappointing. Okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> was that enough? Did anybody expect something uh, fabulous to come out of that? I, I, I don't think so. Um, I even spoke to some folks that are involved with governmental stuff. And they said, don't hold your breath. And I wasn't. I wasn't. So, uh, yeah. All right. Um, take it as you wish, right? It's like, I, I don't know. I, you know, the congressional UFO hearing, right? That's what I'm referring to. So I just, I just can't. I just can't right now. All right. Um, your emails are more important right now. Uh, maybe I'll get back to it another time, maybe on the next show. I don't know, after I had time to... <laughs> be disappointed. Uh, (laughs) All right. Continuing with this email, it says, okay, I'm in Eastern Canada. On my mother's side, they had real psychic powers. I was the one that inherited it and it diminished. Hearing voices, uncanny, PK, telekinesis, etc., but nothing that I can boast about. 
Okay, so I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm reading this email. It looks like a big one, right? There is so much underlined red, it is hard to decipher what I'm reading because I don't like to read ahead. Um, okay, and then it, and it continues. UFOs, too busy in early life with other stuff, but I got close to one 50 yards. Oh, well, in November 1992. Okay, around noon and a organic mechanical flying whale. It did affect space-time continuum by a factor of three times, which was 15 minutes, as well as controlled my thoughts to a degree. But my camera was broken, so no proof. A mechanical whale. Hmm, I've never heard of one of those. It's kind of cool. I think I saw that in a movie once, though. But I, I'm not trying to be funny. I really did. I think so. Um, all right, so from 2016 onward, have seen from time to time always in daylight, 2D dimensional critters that can affect space-time as well control your thoughts. Huge boomerang UFO black triangles spewing big chemtrails. Two suns, UFOs as big as the sun, dancing clouds, stars, question mark, piercing cloud covers. Hmm, okay. Uh, That's number two. So no photos. They know when you want to take their pictures. Oh, I know. I know. That's I, I totally get you. Uh, and in passing, two Mandela effects on me. I guess the boss, God, of this 3D universe is trying to tell me something. <laughs> when I meditate too long, I could start seeing through the walls and floor of my apartment. Unsettling as I live on the fourth floor. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see what my neighbors are up to either. Um, yeah, it's funny. Okay. I, and I've heard of that. People that can meditate really well. I, I, I suck at it. And for some reason, lately, a lot of people have been asking me, Heidi, do you meditate? And I'm like, no. No, I don't. I, I, I gave it up. I don't know. I tried, I should say. I never really was in it. I would try and I would just fall asleep. I'm like, why did that didn't help anything? So why why am I doing this? So I just kinda never really started. And I don't I don't know how people do that. It's interesting. I mean, kudos to those who can do it. Um lately developed some type of RMV, remote viewing, radionics. Uh, but very careful not to call whoever is out there as they have the ability to scan people with psychic powers. That's true, and I have heard that before. And I will leave the rest to your imagination. Listen to Dr. Stephen Greer, YouTube channel, latest interview with this chapter that spent one year... Oh, chap, I'm sorry, that spent one year in Antarctica. You will understand what I mean. Yours truly, Ray. And then there's a note with remote viewing. I can discern the liars, BSers uh, that appear on various UFOs, etc. And shows and tell if this is that or video is true or not. Okay. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, there's more. There's a... Okay, there's a lot to this email. And um, it's so strange. It looks absolutely jumbled and a lot of red. I think I see more red in this than anything with links. So... I'm going to end that email right there. I appreciate you sharing all the stuff that you've experienced. It is fascinating. And, you know, you're talking about how you had um, essentially uh, inherited the the, the psychic uh, bits from your mother's side. And that does happen. Uh, Things run in my family. And and again, I don't know how to call what it is that happens to me. I say it's just been weird luck. Um, Some people would say bad luck. Um, 
or psychic or medium or I don't know. All I know is my name is Heidi and I have seen things and uh, it, 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 it keeps um, changing for myself and I keep getting new things and uh, it's kind of transitioned to be more of a nighttime thing for myself where it's like um, I get messages. I get messages. And I taught myself to get up and put it down, you know, write it down. And so I have record of it. And then I don't remember doing it at all. I don't remember where it came from. Like, who wrote this? <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, some siblings in my family also have experienced some things. So I, I hear you. Uh, so you had UFO experiences. A lot of people who have different abilities do tend to attract the UFOs. And probably because eh, we're related. For all I know. Um, <laughs> and you said from time to time, uh, you've seen things affect time around you, including a mechanical whale and other dimensional creatures. I have heard people talk about the distortion in time and I've experienced it as well. And um, I'm gonna have to save that for another big time because I'm, I'm trying to understand it because it was beyond anything I've ever experienced. And um, I honestly can't find anybody who has said such a thing having happened to them. So I'm uh, having to sit tight on that. And as I write another book, um, <laughs> I mean, when you run out of like room for one book, you got to move on to the next and then it switches topics. And oh, okay. Um, so the Mandela effect, no photos. And yes, you are correct. Aliens, UFOs, they do dodge you when you are trying to take photos sometimes. It is unbelievable how that happens. Uh, or they make sure they're at a decent enough distance where you can't get a good shot. But what can you do? Alright, so we are continuing. We are tackling a bunch of emails and uh, it's just going to keep rolling here. You guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Just before the break, I announced how we are tackling your emails today, and that is what I'm going to do. Uh, No matter what, I've got quite a few that were missed somehow, uh, late 2021, and they just all appeared at once today. And um, go figure. Whoever is messing with my emails, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I've got another one here. Uh, This one says, Dear Heidi, I'm a longtime listener of yours. What? What, what, what? Hold it. The last email said that. I am not lining these emails up. I, I kid you not. I kid you not. I swear this happens all the time. The coincidences like that. It's just so crazy. We're like, it, it, the emails kind of reflect the prior email. And I am totally randomly grabbing emails. I try to go in order as best as I can. But um, as today, <laughs> the emails got out of order by a very long time. And I don't get it. Wow, this is so cool. All right, again, a longtime listener of yours, and I'm loving your latest podcast. Cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I had to tone it back. Is it okay? I mean, I, I, if you heard my earlier shows on this um, network, I was trying to keep it more, you know, like this, and I kept at the certain level. I was, um, yeah, but I, I'm more this person where I just like to keep things more upbeat and interesting. And, um, yeah. Okay. So continuing, I have a really interesting guest suggestion for you. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm feeling you. Are you familiar with Deb Crabble? Cobble. She was the subject of the great Bud Hopkins book, Intruders. She's written a new book about her continuing experiences that were released and it was released in June, quickly went to number one in new releases and UFOs on Amazon. Here's some info about it. Well, cool. I would love to talk to Debbie. All right. All right. Okay. So I'm just reading here. After reporting terrifying uh, anomalous experience of Bud Hopkins, pioneering researcher of alien abduction phenomena, Debbie's life takes a dramatic turn as she becomes a central figure in Hopkins' best-selling book, Intruders. I remember that. Do you remember that? Okay, okay. And then it's popular TV adaptation. I loved that. That was such a cool... If you guys have not seen Intruders, the TV... Like, it was like a, a mini TV series type of thing. It was awesome. It was awesome. So this is based on her. Okay. But while the TV series ended with a clear resolution, Debbie's astonishing story continued in real life. Okay, no surprise there. All right. All right. I, and I'm going to tell you why. 
I'm going to tell you why. Because <laughs> I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, so I'm not going to name names. But um, a lot of times that you have these paranormal stories um, on, you know, there, there's like a, a hunting uh, paranormal anomalies that uh, goes on in these different television shows. And, and they conclude whatever it is that they conclude. It's haunted. It's not haunted. Or we're going to clear things out. Or this is what you have to do. Or, you know. A lot of those folks, and it's happened many a times, after those crews leave, problems continue. And and, and sometimes it gets worse because somebody came in there pointing uh, equipment at them. And they've reached out to me. Please help. I don't know why they said it was Uncle George that was haunting us. It's Hat Man. (laughs) It's Shadow People. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm so sorry. And um, trying to give them remedies. And sometimes, you know, it's it's so far gone. It's really hard to be of help. Um, So, yeah, not everything tidies up really good and quick and cute and all that stuff. All right. So continuing here. Okay. This is kind of cool. We're reading a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a book is about. I, mean, I have to find this this person. In her new book, Extraordinary Contact, Debbie shares with the reader her close-up and personal experiences with UFOs, poltergeists, the afterlife, electronic voice phenomena. That's a thing, people. That's, that's a big thing. Okay. Uh, with people who have had alien and UFO uh, encounters. I, I can tell you this, that... Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Tony Rathman, Cherie Rathman, I had them on the show before. And uh, they created uh, this really funky, cool machine for electronic voice phenomena, but it is through the roof. They call it the Vox. And um, so I, I had a session with them. And let's just put it this way. He said he's not collected that many different types of sources before. It was, it was aliens. It was people, it was demons, and angels. How about that? It almost sounded like a singing sometimes in it. And um, now he's got a new machine, and he wants me to come back on with that machine. I'm like, oh, oh yes, please. Yes, please. Yes. Um, but I'll tell you, it was really kind of creepy to hear some of it. But for the most part, it was uplifting. For years, I couldn't listen to EVP-like stuff. Because it freaked me out because I, I would hear these things at times um, in, in my past, too, with uh, haunted places. And I didn't appreciate listening to <laughs> raspy, ghostly voices. Who would want that? Heidi. No, 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 no. And uh, I'm not the one to try to help. When somebody's calling my name like that, because it's usually no good. <laughs> it's usually no good. All right, so where was I? Okay, such as phenomena woven through the vivid tapestry of Debbie's life flourishes of the anomalous offset against an everyday backdrop of factory work, family, and friends. Spanning four decades, Extraordinary Contact is a story of resilience and growth in the face of trauma, tragedy, and loss. Oh, you know this? All right, and then she gives... Her email address. Well, thank you. Got the email address. That helps. Um, And her website. She's funny, down to earth, and quite fascinating. And oh, man, I would love to hear a conversation between you two. I think you'll really like her. Becky. Oh, thank you, Becky. That's cool. 
I always think of the name Becky as being a very perky and positive name. Uh, wow, that's that's really that's really cool of you to send that along here because uh, yeah, I always ask people to send suggestions, and uh, it, sometimes people do. For the most part, people just let me keep going at it. I, hey, I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> wow, so two back to back people that are from um, listening to me for years on different stations and stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, I am uh, jumping over here. Uh, thank you, Becky, again. I'm jumping over here to the next email. This one is short and sweet. It says, hello, Heidi. I pre... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just reading wrong. I appreciate all of your books, your podcasts, and help. Oh, I'm so glad. Could you please send me your prayers for protection? I'm scared a lot lately. Thanks, Allie. What? Oh my gosh. Well, that's, that's heartbreaking, Allie. What, um, I wish it said, you know, what's going on? It, I, I'm assuming it has to be something of otherworldly sort because that, that's, that's horrific. And of course, uh, I would pray for you. I, and I hope everybody is listening would also do the same. Everybody pray for Allie. Um, what could it be? What could it be? Uh, shadow people? demonic things, uh, alien things. What are you fearing? And, uh, you know, one of the things that I find very powerful that was, uh, that Jesus had said in the Bible about, um, not to fear because it doesn't help anything. Fear makes us hyper aware and it kind of weakens us too. You know, if you sit there gripping something really tightly, I mean, you do grow weaker because you're expending so much energy and that energy actually feeds into more problems. And these negative things, they feed off from fear. So having a fear base on inside of you or around you can be really debilitating and more attractive. So I hope that you get to the bottom of whatever it is that's disturbing you. And if you get a chance, write me. Tell me what's going on. Uh, because that's that's really sad. I don't like to hear uh, somebody uh, being filled with fear so much like that. And, uh, you know, as a practicing occupational therapist, I worked in a lot of different places. I even had my own pediatric clinic at one point. Um, and, you know, when people would be rehabbing uh, for physical, emotional, or um, even a dependent, like abuse on, on different uh, uh, things. When they would come to a facility that they're in overnight, you want to talk about fear. I mean, it is a new place. You are out of sorts. You're not sure what to do. And all you want to do is get better, but you don't know these people. And, you know, it could be really a horrific time for a lot of people. And one of the things that I really enjoyed uh, being helpful in was uh, <laughs> hanging out with the new people or any of my patients, actually. And, and you know, trying to put them at ease and, and just let them know, you know, every day it gets better. Every day. So just keep, you know, counting. Here goes another one. You made it through. All right. Uh, and there goes another one. You made it through. I mean, I'd be there late at night sometimes. And just like <laughs> my friend's family, like, where have you been? Uh, it's like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh, I was talking to my people, <laughs> you know? And and it's like, I, I don't, I don't like, um, 
having people sit in fear. It's unhealthy. There is a way to push through. And again, sometimes getting out of the four walls that you find yourself in, stepping outside, opening a window. If you're sitting there having some kind of static with a person, it, it realize there's a big world out there. And there's so much more room for you to be in than standing face to face with static. All right. So find that outlet. And heck, if you know how to meditate, I don't um, <laughs> go for it because uh, I hear it's great. <laughs> I really do. I hear it's awesome. Um, perhaps one day I'll, I'll focus in on it. But I am just I can't imagine the things I would see if I was actually good at it. Um, I did try several times and I flew into outer space and that was, yeah. So maybe I'll tell you a little bit about that here in a minute. We got to get to our next break. You guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst in The Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Just before the break, I mentioned something that I've done before. Okay. And I was trying. I was really trying to learn how to meditate during this time period. Um, and um, 
I closed my eyes, and this was under direction of a, a being that myself and my college roommate had a lot of contact with. It's like, you really need to meditate, you need to pray, you need to try this. I'm like, okay, dokie, you know? So I sat down and I really gave it a good shot. And before I knew it, I was zipping through the little thin blue bubble that we find ourselves in on this planet and way out into space. And I was like, it's quiet. It's really quiet out there. And I'm looking around and it, and guess what was the closest to me was this red plasma like stuff. Like it it was, it was kind of in front of me and it kind of stretched out and oh, I get goosebumps thinking about it because it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And And the being that uh, I'd had a lot of contact with, he actually had a name. And and I was, (laughs) I was like, I was out there kind of, kind of floating. And I'm like, calling his name, like, uh, I'm out here. Um, hello. You know, it was, it was a really strange situation uh, to be in because I just never, I I never really was uh, looking for such a thing, and I just didn't know what to think of it. And I hear people that say they meditate out into the cosmos or or whatever, and man, I sure did. And you would think I would, like, continue meditating, right? But most of the time, I just fall asleep. (laughs) It's just like, I was really successful the first time around, and... um, Maybe it's meant for me to do it more. And I do think that sometimes. And um, people have told me because of some of the odd things I've experienced that, oh, you'd be really a good candidate for this or you could learn how to do that. Or, And I've always been a big person for if it's meant to happen for me to go in one direction, I trust that and I go with it. And and it does keep coming up about meditating and um but I'm I'm a really laid back person as it is. So I guess that's why I fall asleep so easy with that. <laughs> and um, so it's like to, to think, um, to meditate. Uh, I mean, I just, there's so much I, I want to be doing in this lifetime though, too, because I know in the next life, I'm going to get that chance to go throughout the universe. Anyhow, uh, focusing in on what needs to be done on this planet is a big part of what I'm doing here. Um, so I guess that's, that's what kind of steers me away from it, but I would like to dive into it. And and maybe if you guys have suggestions on what I should be using best to meditate, but again, that man, that takes a lot of way of your open eye time, right? (laughs) It's open eye time. It's just, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit. Um, (laughs) you know, something I wanted to address too, Allie had mentioned, um, the books and the podcasts and helping people. Um, uh, I, a lot of people just know me for the the shadow people topic, hat man topic. And I don't want to make this a big advertisement or something like that, but I cover so many different topics. I have eight books out. I have three on shadow people and hat man. But I've got a book on uh, how an angel showed me how to pray, uh, how uh, I had encounters with Jesus, and uh, the topic of faith. And I've got a, a, a kid's book that's huge 
uh, that shows how to do different things. And all these adults read it and were cracking up so much and liked the book so much, I did another book. Um, so I have the Fickle Finders. That's for the kids. Uh, but the adults liked it too much. I did a book called The Other F Word, uh, How to Find Faith and Laugh at your, Yourself While Trying. And it's, you know, comics and all this stuff. And it's a big book, too. So I I really have tried to hit so many different angles because this world has a lot of them. They have a lot of angles. And uh, it's important that if we're going to solve the riddles that come to us, that we have a, a well-rounded understanding. When we talk about aliens, it's also connected to shadow people. When we talk about shadow people, it's also co- connected to Hatman. When we talk about Hatman, it's connected to the Jesus topic. And I'm not talking about elbows connected to this or that. I'm talking about it is really connected. It has this fiber that is absolutely running through everything. And um, you're going to trip up and into other things as I have with bad luck. And, and I'm hoping hoping i talk about uh having a faith base like not not a religious base right um religion i understand its importance i do for every different types of people i get it and uh, my friends close friends have different religions from myself and my faith that I, I grew up with. But, you know, when we say faith and we say belief, people get, oh, they think of uh, the painful time they had to sit through trainings that their parents wanted them to do in their faith, right? And But you need that sometimes to get your, your base going. I have uh, the closest to what my faith reflects is a Christian one. But when I say Christian, people think I'm a Bible thumper. And I am very, very, very um, close to all of that, though, too. But I don't push that stuff. I don't know how to put it. I mean, what's the best way to talk about this? And, and I, <laughs> I have had conversations with so many people who are like, oh, you're one of those. Like, what does that mean? It's like, oh, I don't want it to seem like uh, I'm 100% uh, new age. I'm not 100% uh, cult. I'm not 100% this. I'm not, you know, it's like, I think we're all uniquely uh, having to balance out our perspectives, right? And I'm like, I believe in Jesus. He showed up. How am I going to deny that? Okay, how am I going to deny that? I can't. That is just so much a part of so much. And it's like, what did he teach? Well, those are all good things. It's pretty positive, right? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I followed that route uh, um, the most. That is, you know, that's just the truth of it. But then, hello, I've seen aliens. Hello, I've seen demonic things. Hello, I've seen this. Hello, I've seen that. I've seen a hairy beast. I think it was a Bigfoot. Don't know. So I can't deny those things either. So there's a fine line of balance, and I'm trying to ramble this all together so you guys get where I'm coming from, uh, because it gets it does get asked to me, like, oh, so you're sitting on there. It's like, I'm on the good side. I think that is where I sit. Um, um, I'm on the good side. Look for the positive. I uh, believe in Christ. I am, uh, yeah, that's where I sit. And I'm trying to help people shed some light on the darker things and get rid of the darker things with the polar opposite of the dark stuff, the light stuff. Okay. Does that help? I get it a lot. So I just thought I would ramble it out and talk it out here. I feel better. How about you? <laughs>
god. Okay. All right. Um. Okay. We're gonna get to the next email here. It says, uh, "Here's my second email." As I was collecting the emails to put into a document to read this off to you guys here, I did see this first line. Here's my second email. Oh, there must be a first part. So I did a search and I couldn't find it. So if this is a continuation of an email, I did not get the first half. So I apologize. So it begins. Here's my second email. Just learned about you. I am a fellow artist. Well, touche. And one who has experienced alien contact. Perhaps the most remarkable memory I can share briefly would be the time I awoke in a strange room and walked through a wall that transformed into a dimensional portal where I found myself on a beach and was joined by a strange man dressed in a toga. Ooh, goosebumps, goosebumps. We re-entered the strange room where I was then shown the 9-11 attack on the Twin Towers. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Ooh, this is giving me, um, this is, um, yeah, this is, okay. This is really giving me a deep, deep goosebumps right now because, uh, I just had something in regards to this topic very recent. Um, I'll tell you here in a minute. Um, And they continue, I then found myself hovering above the flaming, smoking, collapsed buildings. This was when I was four years old in 1956 in Chicago. Ooh, dimensional transport and time travel. I have many experiences I can recall and share and even past life memories. Did you guys catch that? What what they were saying here? And it says Marlene. Marlene just said walked through a portal and saw this strange room and shown the 9-11 attacks and then found themselves hovering above it. Okay. And they were four years old and this was 1956. They actually got to witness the collapse. I wonder when you realize that the buildings, what they were and that time when it looped back, I mean, how did you take that, Marlene? I mean, really? That's that's wild. That That is really wild. And to try to take that in as a four-year-old, I can't even imagine. I mean, and for you to hold on to this and, and like, reflect, just disturbing. That's just disturbing. You know, I've got a couple of things I want to talk to you about that 9-11 attack and one that could really get me into trouble. So I don't know if I'll talk about it. Um, (laughs) Oh oh boy. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's really disturbing stuff. Um, But yeah, 1956, that is amazing in Chicago. So dimensional transport and time travel. You know, people are talking about these types of things, people. It, it, it is something else. But uh, we're going to get to our next break, and I'm going to address a couple of things about the Twin Towers here. Um, all right. So you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. 
In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the recent history of documentary filmmaking, one scene stands out above all. The hot mic bathroom confession of Robert Durst and the Jinx. Now the person responsible for that moment, Sereb Kaufman, stepson of the victim, friend of the murderer, star of the documentary, for the first time ever, shares why he believes you're watching the furthest thing from the truth on this exclusive episode of Murder Homes. Listen to Murder Homes on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I was just reading an email from a Marlene who spoke of going through a different type of portal when they were four years old in 1956 and seeing the World Trade Center Twin Towers collapsing. All right, Marlene, what I wanted to share uh, in regards to this, and, and, and it's, again, it's like, this is a weird life. And, and I'm not going to say that for myself that I'm anything special, first off. I don't call myself anything uh, to be psychic or, or anything like that. I think the things that I experience, we're all capable of. Or we're moving in that direction. Like mankind is multi-layered and talented in ways that we have been blocked off from knowing. I think there's a lot of history there. And uh, I think slowly but surely we're revealing that through <laughs> probably meditation. Um <laughs> And probably a lot of other ways. Uh, but the ancients and the knowledge that they have um, have been speaking to us through time. And as someone told me today, one of my friends, our ancestors are speaking. I believe that uh, we're surrounded by past generations that are definitely whispering to us to remember and the beings that I had a lot of contact with in the past, they said it's not about learning new things. It's about recalling. So what does that say? If we are reincarnating uh, people, 
then we should be able to have access to that, right? Wouldn't that make sense? It would make sense. So I think that there's a way to do that. And I think a lot of people are achieving that. For myself, I recall uh, my past a bit. And uh, I don't have full pictures of, of things. But, you know, it leaks through for a reason. I think it could leak through better. Um, probably got to meditate. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So in regards to the Twin Towers, um, there is something that uh, it's so strange. It, again, when I've had stuff happen, I'll write it down some sometimes and, and I'll wonder who wrote that down. But in the past, I used to just tell people like, wow, I had the weirdest dream and, and just tell people and forget about it. Well, apparently, I hadn't seen some friends of mine for years. I went down to uh, uh, the Ozarks and saw them, and it was soon after the 9-11 uh, attacks. And my friends are like, oh my gosh, Heidi, your dream was right! And I'm like, what dream? What? What? Uh, Heidi, the, the planes hitting the buildings? What? I told you guys that? Yes, you did. <laughs> wow. Totally forgot. And I kind of vaguely recall it, you know, and talking to them, but I'm like, oh man. And it's like, how could you forget that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just uh, kind of built in us <laughs> to forget. Uh, that's part of that veil, you know, that's just kind of blocking us. So apparently a lot of people, they say, why didn't the psychic see this? It was kind of a major event. I'm not a psychic, but I'm sure people were talking about it and it wasn't taken seriously. I mean, I know I spit it out and I didn't even take myself seriously. Who would think it would happen? You know, it's just, uh, it's one of those things. But uh, then there's also a little element. Oh gosh, it's not a little element, but I had something really, really powerful uh, happen about a week ago in regards to the World Trade Center as well. And um, for some reason I was inside of it. I was inside of a person inside of there and having a look around. Now I have been born <laughs> prior, uh, like I'm not like one of those, you've heard of these, these children that are being born that were uh, potentially a uh, person lost in the World Trade Center and they have memories of that. Okay. So I was, I was born like, uh, you know, where I'm, that I, I'm a lot older than since the World Trade Center collapsed, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so I'm not reincarnated from one of those folks, but for some reason I found myself in, in one of them and, uh, uh, facts I sure didn't know, uh, that I had to look up and let me know it was real, but why, why? It's just like for you here. Why Mar Marlene, why would you have seen that? Was it helpful? Did it prevent something? It let you see it? Uh, I'd seen things in there. I was just, oh, just, just horrified, just horrified. And uh, yeah, so what is that? I don't know. And um, I, I think this thing called time moves back and forth, sideways, flip flops, <laughs> backflips, whatever. It's all over. It's all over the place. So we think we have an understanding that time is absolutely um, just tick-tocking away, and it's not. It's doing stuff, and we're experiencing it, and I don't quite get it. But hopefully somebody out there has, and they're just not sharing, or somebody will, and they will be decent and share. <laughs> as long as they're outside of the government, because if they get a hold of it, forget it. Uh, all right. So continuing, here's the next email. Um, <laughs> all right. This one says, uh, who was that? Okay. This comes from a Laura. 
And it says, I want to say that my first encounter with a shadow person or whatever it was in 1991. Okay. And in those years, everyone signed me off like I was asking for attention. You have made me feel so much better because I know I am not alone on the subject. Oh, I'm so happy. The last time I had an encounter was in 2017. It is never fun when challenged or confronted by one. Oh, no, 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 it is not. No, it is not. Um, yeah. And uh, I, again, I, I'm happy, Laura, that this was um, it. The, the movement of waking people up to this has been helpful to you because uh, it has been overwhelmingly satisfying to know that uh, reaching the corners of the earth. All right. She continues, I now work with children and I am a storyteller in the library. Oh, that's cool. And I sometimes want children. What? And I sometimes want children see in the dark. I don't know what you're saying. There's a word missing. I try to support them. Maybe you say I sometimes warn children. I, I don't know. I try to support them, but I need to learn how to empower myself and the students. My question is, why do they pick us? How is it that they decide to pick you? Spiritually weak? I need a cross? God? <laughs> I am running out to work, but I just found your website. Laura. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So why do they pick people? In particular, uh, yes, they do get attracted to horrible things going on in a person's life, or they create the horrible thing. Uh, people that are addicted, people that are um, depressed, um, they're living in a location where something horrible happened, they do get attracted to dark stuff. But nine times out of 10, they love people who are creative minded, because we can kind of create, right? Almost like a mini creator. We're able to pull things together and observe it differently than the next person. And um, when we do that, I think we see things in the crevices of the world that a lot of people don't. And uh, perhaps a little bit more evolved than the next person, dare I say. And, and, it's, and it's not to say, you know, we're, we're living alongside Neanderthals, except for some politicians. <clears throat> and um, I'm just not a big fan of politics, period. I, I'm sorry, guys. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, when it comes to people who have uh, oh, these different abilities to see, uh, like uh, if you experience deja vus a lot, um, if you have experienced um, ghosts, uh, angels, um, Bigfoot, UFOs, it just seems like sometimes people uh, who are able to see these things more often, we are able to see and experience things on a different level than the next person. Not that the next person can't. Uh, some people would say otherwise, like, nope, there are really people that thick-headed, they can't see anything. Uh, I I think that um, it's a matter of perspective and sometimes uh, allowing ourselves to be open to it. So I wonder... Because I have had people come into my UFO paranormal discussion groups that never experienced anything, but they got open to it. They came to my group, and guess what? The next month that they would come, they had a story of having seen something. So how about that? So how do we say, you know, were they just too thick-headed until they came in the door? I mean, something. There's a way to shift who we are to be able to see things. So, so why do they pick us? 
These dark things are very much about controlling us. They don't want us to be able to see them. Because if we do see them, we're able to warn the next person. Look out. Something's over your shoulder. Hey, something pushed that tree over into the road. That's why you had an accident. And and as we're evolving this way, we are so uh, able to defend ourselves. So if we see these things, we can, we can defend ourselves. And so that's why these things are able to pick us. And how are they able to see us so well? An alien actually uh, told myself and my college roommate, there is this like tunnel of light above our heads that if you're like flying over, you see it because it's brighter than the next. And they just kind of zip on down to the person and are able to harass them. It's uh, something I haven't talked about much here on the show. Um, But yeah, so that's how they're able to find you. Spiritually weak, yes. Inebriated, um, mm -hmm, addicted, different stuff. Tired, sleepy, sick. All those things will attract them. Um, But nine times out of ten, I'm finding they're going after the people who are gifted. Do you need a cross? I sure would wear one. Um, I use my cross. I don't take it off. Uh, and I use it to bless my space. And then I keep that blessing with me because, hello, they hate my guts and they will follow me wherever I go. God is good. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, there's a dark source and there's a light source. So we're up against the dark source. So God is against them. And how else are we going to defend ourselves against something that can go through the walls or yank our souls out of our body if we don't have something positive on our side like God? Um, So, yeah, and people have different names for it, but uh, it is what created us. I hope this was helpful to you guys. And I want to thank everybody for writing me. And I want to remind you to go to HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com. Tell me your details. Tell me what's on your mind, what you want me to talk about here on the show. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll cover it because that's what the show is all about. And, uh, you know, I'm always having a good time here. And we have come to the bottom of another fabulous show. You have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. You stay safe, everybody. Well, if you liked this edition of Dark Becomes Light, wait till you hear the next one. You've been listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.